development and interview tonight from Hurt to Hope, an interview with Nate Hoffer, which I'm very excited about. We're both very excited about. I'm Jason Greaser, and this is my partner on the right, Tom Durbin. And we at Ignitus Development are excited to have you here. Our mission, and we believe that everybody has a unique assignment that they're created for, and we want to help people and organizations discover their assignment, take steps in completing that assignment. And we're just excited that um, Nate is somebody who's walking that out and what he's doing, and we're excited to have him here. Um, brief introduction to Nate. Um, Nate actually is the husband of my cousin, so I've gotten to know Nate over the last, how long have you been married? Ah, uh, yeah, I knew you were gonna put me on the spot. Uh, <laughs> 15 years this September. <laughs> All right. So probably the last 16 years, maybe yeah. I've, I've gotten to know you. And, yep. and I really appreciate Nate. Um, since 2009, he's served as the Chief Executive Officer of Good Samaritan Services in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Previously, he worked with um, high-impact organizations, including Bread for the World in Washington, D.C., and the Independent Jamaican Council for Human Rights in Kingston, Jamaica. In addition to his current work, he also serves as the Vice President of the Board of Directors for the Connor M. Holland Foundation, which is an organization that provides financial assistance to families fighting pediatric cancer. He's also a current member and former president of the Denver and Ephrata Pennsylvania Rotary Club. And he and his wife, Rebecca, live in Ephrata and have three children. They're the members of Petra Church in New Holland, and here it is degree or his bachelor's of science and business administration from Eastern Mennonite University and his MBA from Eastern Mennonite as well. Mm -hmm. was a certificate in executive leadership from Arcadia University. So he's quite the qualified, qualified man. So Nate, um, welcome and Thanks. go ahead and tell us a little bit about uh, Good Samaritan Services and um, who you are, what you do, and, and what your mission is. Yeah, happy to do it. Uh, Jason and Tom, thank you so much for the invitation. Uh, super happy to be here, and uh, hi to everyone watching on Facebook uh, to, to tune in here. Hopefully, uh, the conversation will be an encouragement and a blessing to everybody. I know that's our that's our hope and our prayer, so thanks for being with us. So, yeah, a little bit about Good Sam. We're, we're a Christian ministry in Pennsylvania. Uh, we operate in Lancaster County and Chester County. Uh, Chester County is um, a suburb of Philadelphia, the greater Philadelphia area. And our mission is to help people who are experiencing homelessness and poverty. And really, we're just passionate about meeting people where they are and um, giving them a hand up and helping them improve their situation and loving and caring on people uh, the way that God instructs us to. And we, we model our work and our inspiration for our work after the parable of the Good Samaritan. No big surprise there, uh, given the name of our ministry, Good Samaritan Services. But, you know, when we, when we look at the parable of the Good Samaritan and when Jesus uh, instructs us what it looks like to love our neighbor as ourselves, we see a, a story of a man who, um, who felt compassion, he felt pity, he didn't, didn't ignore uh, someone uh, who was uh, experiencing a hardship. He, uh, he got down on his level. He met him uh, where he was, and he responded with a tremendous amount of generosity and compassion with, um, 
with not a lot of strings attached. You know, he, he just, he just served him and he loved him. And, um, in that way, we at Good Sam really are motivated to do our work where we see people in our communities who are struggling, who are experiencing homelessness, who are experiencing poverty. And we just really desire to be generous and compassionate uh, in our response to them and demonstrating, um, you know, the love of Christ to them. And in that way, pointing them towards God, toward, towards God's love and plan uh, for their lives. And so I always say that what we do at Good Sam is not rocket science. It's really not. I mean, there's a lot, <laughs> there's, there's a lot more like uh, intellectually challenging things that you can do in life, but, but it's not easy um, because, you know, it does require a lot of, a lot of patience. It requires um, a lot of perseverance and it requires a lot of perspective, I think, not to, not to burn out and to continue doing what we're doing. So um, I'm always happy to talk about, you know, Good Sam and the work that we do and my role in it, because I, I believe that I am doing the work that God has created me to do. I really think um, you know, anyone who knows me well has heard me say this a lot of times. There are truly there are not a lot of things that I could do. In life I mean and I mean that I'm not joking I am not good with tools I'm not mechanically inclined at all uh, I am I am just not a real skillful person uh, but but I can do this like I, I can do this and I can do it really really well and really and with a lot of passion so I'm grateful to do it I'm grateful to serve God in this way Awesome. So, so what are some of the ways that you do share God's love at Good Sam? Um, I know you have a variety, a number of shelters. Um, yeah, tell, tell us a little bit about the various programs you do. Yeah, so a lot of the programs that we do, uh, the, the unique thing about Good Samaritan Services is we provide what we call a full continuum of care to people. So you know, we're not an organization that just provides emergency shelter, or we're not an organization that just provides transitional housing, or we're not an organization that just provides permanent housing. We we do everything. So men, women, children, individual families. So wherever you are, whoever you are, whatever your hardship, whatever your dilemma, if you're in our geographical footprint, we have a program that can that can serve you. Um, and the, the other thing that I really love about Good Sam and about who we are is that, you know, we, we receive a very, very small amount of, of government funding, um, which, which can be a challenge at times because we depend so, so heavily on, on the generosity of our, of our community to support us. But, but the really nice thing about that is that, you know, we can serve who we feel called to serve. Uh, they don't have to fit in. <laughs> a box to receive our help um, you know <clears throat> the interesting thing about homelessness is that in order to if you if you're a homeless individual or family anywhere in the country in order to receive help from a particular program oftentimes you have to meet the federal definition of homelessness which um, has become more and more narrow over the years so there used to be a pretty wide definition and now it's a pretty narrow definition where the definition is you have to be literally you know sleeping in the streets or in your car in order to receive support from some programs well, well good Sam because we are free from a, a lot of um, government funding and mandates you know we can serve people who are maybe living in a doubled up situation and what I mean by that is someone who's sleeping in their on their friend's couch 
um, and gets kicked out because there was an argument or something happened. And um, so we can be real flexible in who we serve in our approach to them. So we do we provide a full continuum of, of care to people, which I really like. The other neat thing about Good Sam is uh, we offer a financial empowerment program. So we have a match savings program. If someone saves six hundred dollars, uh, we'll match it dollar for dollar and give them six hundred dollars. So that incentivizes our participants to budget, to open up a bank account, to save money and to develop good, healthy financial uh, practices, which I really love. Uh, we also offer micro loans. So some of you may have heard of, you know, this concept in developing countries in the world. And we just thought, well, why can't we do that with our participants? So we, we partner with a bank who gives um, loans um, to people who otherwise would not be eligible for a loan because of their credit, their credit is so, so bad. But um, through our program and through our partnership with the bank, they get a they get a bank loan. They get the cash they need to purchase a car or to purchase some other asset that will help them along their journey towards stability and independence. And as they pay it off, it repairs their credit, which is really cool. Um, so we do we do a lot of programs to help people. But I think what the the, the what what we do though is motivated by our faith um and that's really what's most important to us so whenever someone comes in any of our programs you know we we're, we're quick to tell them you know we're not doing this because we're good people we're doing this because our faith compels us to do this that's why we're here uh, you know we this is a this is an honor to serve you to be here uh, to live out our faith by 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 serving you in this world and um and along with that, we, we try to offer, you know, opportunities for people to, to grow in their faith while they're with us. One of the most impactful ways we do that is through our mentorship program, where we, we pair a mature Christian individual from the community with our one of our participants in a one-on-one -on -one friendship. You know, one of the things that we see so often when we talk about people who are experiencing poverty is it's not just... Um, a poverty of finances, it's a poverty of relationships. And we really focus on that when trying to, to bring people into their lives who can who can pray for them, who can build them up, who can encourage them, who can sharpen them. Um, and we all need that. I mean, we all need that in our lives, regardless of who, what, what, your, what your status is in life. You need people. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of the folks we serve, by the time they come to us, they don't have that. So we, we try to we try to provide that to them through our mentorship program, um, and and of course lots of, lots of Bible studies and taking people to church and getting them in, in, in engaged and involved with a with a church family. So uh, yeah, I'm tired just talking about all we do. Uh, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot that we do, but it's all it's all motivated by by our faith and by our desire um, to express God's grace and goodness to to people who are in need. No, and I, and I love that so much. And that's one of the things we love about, as a family, love about Good Sam is, is how, like you said, it's not just it's not just a shelter in one stage for people that are homeless. It's 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 helping and training. And I know for a while you even had like a food truck where you were teaching skills, and and so yeah, that's just it's just awesome how you're developing developing people and so yeah. they can come out of it. Because yeah. Um, so, so that's great. So, what what brought you to Good Sam? What in your journey um, brought you there, and and how God mold you and for that? Yeah. So, and and this is the part that I'm most excited to talk about. Hopefully, hopefully it'll resonate with somebody who's who's listening. Um, but I was 
I was what you would describe as a late bloomer in life. Um, you know, I was not the the shooting star uh, <laughs> in school. I wasn't someone that people looked at and said, you know, that Nate Hopper is gonna gonna do something with his life. I I was pretty convinced that I wasn't gonna do anything with my life. So you know, mo most of my childhood and, and teenage years was spent. Um, you know, not feeling good about myself, um, struggling with depression. Uh, when I talk about low self-confidence, I mean really, really low um, amounts of self-confidence in myself and just really struggled, struggled to find my way, struggled to find um, who I was and what I was doing, made, made a lot of bad decisions. Um, I, my senior year of high school, school the first semester I had skipped like 30 days or something like that of school I was a really bad student I barely graduated I, I graduated with about a 1.8 uh, GPA if that's even possible I, I don't even I truthfully I don't know how I graduated I really don't I think someone had pity on me um, in the school system and and let me let me go by so when I say that I was wandering aimlessly through life, I mean, I, I really was. I, I really, really was. Um, really didn't know um, <laughs> what I was doing and um, just did not think highly of myself at all. And, and so I, sh I share that to say that I, I really know what it feels like to, um, to have pain, to, to, feel, to feel pain. Uh, to not feel good, to to struggle um, with with things like depression, and to struggle with um, you know the thought of you know why am I alive, um, and to to really really hurt. I know what it feels like to 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 experience that and to go through that because I lived that in a very real way for a very long time. And but it's it's that very thing that has prepared me and equipped me so well and so beautifully to do the work that I am doing today. I, you know, the best way I can explain it is that if I walk into a room today, a room full of people, I always gravitate towards the person who I can tell is just struggling. <laughs> you know, there's always that one or two people in a room who you can tell they're just, they're not having a good time. They feel like, a, like an outsider, which is how I felt. Uh, most of my life felt like I didn't fit in anywhere or with anyone or with anything. And, you know, I just, I just gravitate towards that. That's who I want to be with. I want to be with that person way more than I want to be with the high profile person that everyone else is gravitating to. Like that's, that's my heartbeat. That is, that is what, what, what um, I was made to do. And so as I share my story and as when I talk with other people, I, I try to encourage people you know, God has given you a heartbeat for something um, and and trying to identify what that is. I think that's what we're all looking for. I mean, that, that, that's 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 the million dollar question. That's what we're all God, what what do you have for me? And so I encourage people. For me, it was pretty clear because of what I went through and how I felt about myself and, and how God just really used that to give me such a heart for people who who feel like they've been left behind and people who feel like they've just fallen through the cracks and who aren't being noticed or observed by, by others. You know, I just have a real heart for, for, for those people. That's who I want to be with. That's who I want to serve. And so, you know, as I'm talking, as I try to encourage other people in that, you know, I, I, I try to share with people, you know, there's, 
you know, God gave you an assignment. God, God gave you something, somebody, some people group, somewhere um, that that is that is burning in your heart. And you may not have felt it yet, but your prayer and my prayer for you is that God will reveal that to you. Um, and and so the the blessing in that, and what I try to what I try to communicate to a lot of our participants at Good Samaritan Services is listen, I can speak hope into your life because I've seen it happen in my life. I I know, <laughs> I know that God is in the business of taking something that looks like it has no value and no potential and 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 using it for his good and 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 infusing himself into that and and making it a, a really great and beautiful thing. So because I've seen it happen, I'm able to speak that encouragement uh, into into other people's lives because I've I've experienced that and I've walked walked through it. So uh, you know, being able to relate to our um, our clients and our participants in their hurt and in their pain and being able to share that with them and say, hey, listen, I I know I can I can. I, can identify and empathize, even if just a little bit, how you're feeling and how you're experiencing. But I can tell you that that there's something better for you, and that God does have a plan. God has not forgotten you. God has a plan and purpose for your life. Let's let's lean into Him, and let's believe uh, that He's He's going to reveal that to you. He doesn't desire for you to anguish and to suffer. He's going to use this pain. He's going to use this pain for His good and for His glory. Um, and because I've seen that happen uh, in my own life, so that that's a very long answer, Jason. But that's how that's mm -hmm. kind of how I came how I came to be at Good Sam, and why I'm so passionate about what what I do um, is because it's uh, God has really uh, put it on my heart. No, and that's so awesome. And we see that all the time, and I think all of us can relate to experiences where. Things we well, or things we've struggled with, or trials we've gone through. How God has used that to to help us walk into what we're walking in, and, and whether it be to help others in a specific situations that are going through the same thing, or like you said, just to even have compassion for for um, for people, and to then show you know if God can do this for me, He can definitely do this for you. That's right, and that's, that's just awesome. Mm -hmm. um, so how did you go from being a person that had such a low self-esteem, um, I'm going to kind of throw this on you because I don't think we had this on there, but go from a person who had a low self-esteem and didn't think much of yourself and depressed to then come out of that and into a person that's now, I mean, you're speaking in front of many people multiple times, you know, a lot of times you're heading up this organization, you're involved with all the things we said. What turned that around for you? Well, I think that the first thing is, you know, when I was when I was 18 years old, um, someone introduced me to a small group, uh, a church small group, and that was actually my first encounter with with a with a church or a church like setting, um, and it was through that that experience and through that group where I really learned about God's love. Uh, for me. And, and so when I was 18, um, that's when I, I began my relationship with Jesus and where I really turned my life over to him and where he, uh, you know, just walking out in my faith and trying to understand, you know, God, what was I made here for? And it was around that time that I actually thought I was going to be a pastor. 
Um, I, I, was, I was convinced that I was gonna, gonna be a pastor. It's what I wanted to do. Um, and so I actually had an internship at a church right after I graduated, barely graduated from high school. Um, and, you know, did some sermons and things like that. But then I, I started getting into, um, you know, having working in the nonprofit field. And, and really, you know, I think what connected with me is, um, you know, what I love about nonprofit ministry work is that we are able to, um, you know, we're, we're able to, to speak the gospel and to share the good news of Jesus with people. But we're also able to tend to their practical needs um, and, and, to, and to take care of take care of them in that way. And I, I, I that's really what I what jazzes me up and what I'm, I'm passionate about. So I went from, OK, wanting to stand behind a pulpit, uh, which is a, a great calling for a lot of people. Um, but it just wasn't for me. I wanted to be more in the community, hands on, rolling up my sleeves, getting dirty, you know, um, all of that stuff. Uh, with with people, and so that's really what um, what what attracted me to this this kind of work. But I would say, you know, it's very interesting, because Jason, because you make the point about, you know, yeah, I, I can be speaking in front of lots of people, and I'm you know leading this ministry of Good Sam, but that's only because I'm doing like where the anointing is in my life. Like I I couldn't I wouldn't be this confident talking about probably anything else <laughs> other than maybe the Philly. What's that? Maybe in the Phillies. Definitely that. Definitely that. But you know, the 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 lesson in there for people is, you know, when you find what it is um, that, that God has for you, you know, there's there's like a special anointing there that comes with like confidence, um, and and uh, you know, so I'm just I'm doing what I was what I was made to do, which um, brings me an abundance of of joy and confidence in, in what I'm doing and how I'm, how I'm leading, um, good Sam. No, that's awesome. Um, it's so cool to see when, when we are, our passions, our heart um, and our experiences all come into alignment with then what we're walking into and, and to see, you know, you're a perfect example of somebody who found that and, how God is using that to impact countless lives. I mean, way, way beyond what you could have probably ever imagined. And, and it's only beginning. And that's, that's what's so cool. Um, share with us some of the success stories that you guys, you've had um, at Good Yeah. So uh, I'll share some of my favorites that uh, jump off at the top of my head. I, um, you know, and I, I shared earlier about how this kind of work, like you really do have to have a good amount of patience, <laughs> patience and, and perseverance. Um, and you know, there's one story in particular that I'm thinking of. We had, we had a, uh, uh, a participant of one of our shelter programs, um, years ago who was just a really, really, really angry person, um, and often would take it out on me. Um, and you know, the amount of verbal assault and abuse, um, I remember being scared to, to go into, to work, uh, because of this person. I mean, I, I literally did not want to go to work because I didn't want to, want to see this person. Um, and, 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 you know, but that, that was, that's a byproduct of the trauma and the pain that she experienced in her life. Um, and I was, you know, me and the other staff were just there to, 
to take the brunt of it. But in, in working with her, you know, she was a single mom, young single mom and working with her. Um, and it was hard. You know, I can, I can say that I did not really enjoy her. I really did. I really had to pray a lot about uh, having, having the patience to, to want to help her. Um, and, you know, in working with her, you know, her, her heart softened. I remember one day vividly in my office, um, you know, I was just talking to her and um, praying for her and she just broke down uh, sobbing. You know, she broke. She just broke. Um, and it was shortly after that that, you know, she accepted our invitation to come to church with us. She responded to the altar call where she she turned her life over to Christ. It was shortly after that that she entered um, a a program to get her cosmetology degree to cut her hair, uh, which was really neat. That was a nine month program. And she left, she moved out of our shelter and moved into her own apartment, um, you know, years ago. And she's still in that apartment. She's doing very well. And I'm very proud to say that every month I go see her and she cuts my hair. Um, <laughs> and it's always such a wonderful reminder for me. You know, sometimes I just look at her and I say, look how far we have come, you know, mm -hmm. where you're you're in your shop, you're cutting hair and it's just great. And, you know, we don't really even talk about the past <laughs> that much. <laughs> we, just, we just talk about our kids. You know, she's doing great. She's thriving. She's um, she's just doing doing uh, really, really well. And we have um, so that. I going to see her every month for my haircut, although I haven't been able to go to since, you know, quarantine. Um, but going to see her is always the highlight of, of my, my week, really. I mean, I just love it. Um, and another a young man who was in our shelter program came to us actually from from rehab. So I had struggled with addiction um, his whole life. And he was a young guy, early 20s. Um, and came to us in a in a real desperate and and um, you know broken uh, spot in time in his life, but but he was very open. So he was open to to us speaking into his life. He was open to having a mentor, which was really important uh, to him and it, and his uh, development and his recovery. And he did really well. Uh, he was in our program. He got really involved in a church where he got baptized. Um, and today. He is the owner of a of an organization that uh, owns and operates several recovery homes uh, in our area. Um, so, and he and I, I remember visiting with him several months ago, and he said, "Listen, I I saw what you guys did, you know, damn, and I wanted to do it." Uh, so he kind of he kind of mimicked uh, what we did and, and went with it and is doing his own thing, which is fantastic. So, you know, the cool thing now is some of the guys that we have in our shelter programs will refer to his organization. Housing uh, and for support, so that that's really neat. And he's actually getting married next month um, and invited me to his wedding, but it looks like that's going to be canceled, unfortunately, because of Corona. So, but but those are just a couple of like, my favorite uh, ones that that pop out of my head is um, you know those really seeing someone come to us who was and and the reason why I like it is because it, it reminds me of myself seeing someone who was so far over here and so far um, you know on the spectrum of despair. You know, and then to see where they're at now. I mean, that is what this is all about. That is why we do what we do. So, so I share those stories, and those stories are really cool. But I, you know, it's I have learned to adjust my definition of success over the years because I, I mentioned those two stories, and those two stories are great. And I think everyone wants to um, wants to see those stories. You know, like everyone.
one wants to hear the story of the, the homeless person who now uh, owns a home. And those stories are fantastic. And I, I love them as much as anybody. But I, I've learned to adjust my definition of success. I think, I think any time that we have someone uh, in our community, in our program, where, we're, where we are able to love on them, where we're able to keep them safe, where we are able to expose them uh, to biblical teachings and to godly people, and where we're able to plant seeds in their lives, I'm thankful for that time, for that season. So it, it may, when they leave, it may not always look like a picturesque success, <laughs> but I, I try to, I try to um, encourage my staff in this a lot so that we don't get discouraged yeah. uh, too, too easily. <laughs> you know, listen, we're, we're called to, to plant the seeds. God is gonna make it grow. And we may never see on this earth the fruit, but there is fruit and <laughs> we have Amen. to you have to believe. Amen. That's so good. That is so good. Um, well, I think we're getting out of the time we would like to try and stick to. So, Tom, would you want to wind this down? Um, I will for sure. They'll go ahead and post um, ways to connect with you, Nate, or with Good Sam. Um, there's the Facebook page you have, and then also your website. So, both of those in the comment section, and we'll post them up here as well but again just yeah definitely go take a look and you can see more of what what they're doing to impact lives in in their region me i i, I could just listen about your passion and what you do for hours it, it just this this time has flown by so fast and I'm hoping we can have some time, you know, off camera here and, and just kind of soak in what you have because you are, you're the model of what we want to, to help. And no matter where people are at, uh, whether their view is being very successful or they feel that, you know, they are in their calling, uh, but they just like to get better at it. Um, yeah. We, we, we want to help uh, Jason, my business partner. And I, we just want to help, people uh, thrive and then in return they will help build thriving communities and that's exactly what what you're doing and it's just it's just so great to see uh, when people are just really running at top speed because they're doing what God has called them to do and so um, I was taking notes and writing things down because you, you just dropped so much good wisdom through that and your story is incredible of being broken, mm. surrendering to God, mm -hmm. and then just pursuing Him, and then just turning not just you, but your community, your organization, uh, that outreach is just, it's multiplying, and it's its so great. And so um, as we wind down, I wanna invite people next week, it's gonna be Jason and I, and we're gonna be talking about ways that you can improve during kind of this pandemic time. Um, and whether you're kind of on a furlough or you're just waiting for work to pick up or you want to pick up a new skill or you just want to be better at what you do. You might already be in your assignment and in your calling. So if we can help you in any way, we're going to be talking about that. But reach out to us. Uh, you can email us, tom at ignitus.com. 
or Jason at Ignitus.com. Message us, uh, or use Messenger on Facebook, and we will get back to you very, very soon. But we are here to serve and here to help, and we would love for people to, to be just like Nate um, and in their calling and impacting uh, the kingdom and the world around them. So, Nate, thank you so much. It was just a great, great conversation tonight. Um, took so much from it, so much. You're welcome. I love being here, guys. God bless you as you continue uh, following your passions and what you're doing at Ignitus Development. I'm going to look forward to uh, staying plugged in and, and watching your, your growth and what you guys do. Good job. Well, thank you. Thank that you. means a lot.